Welcome to Talking to Myself. I am Myra Kay, and I'm here with Hanky Quattro and Chip. I am a 20-plus year communication professor who doesn't profess to know it all, hence the name Talking to Myself, because I will walk right out of these doors and do everything wrong. So right when I thought it was over, right when I thought I wasn't going to talk about Trump anymore, I thought we didn't have to you know, deal with it, we wouldn't have any more things to talk about, no more content, I think we still have one more thing, and that is the impeachment, the second impeachment hearing of Trump and the non-conviction. So we were watching it all on the edge of our seats, watching, waiting for a conviction, and what do you know, it didn't happen. Trump got acquitted. So right in the middle of it, I kept watching these Republicans. Just they knew good and well what happened. They were witnesses to the crime. They were there, almost killed by all of these Trump followers. But yet and still, they just couldn't bring themselves to a to say this man was wrong and in some way file criminal charges against him. They just couldn't do it. And it just made me think about this friend of mine who was in this really, really bad abusive relationship. And you know, her her man was really bad to her. He, he about killed her. In fact, he, they thought she was dead on the scene, you know? And so she um, went to the hospital, they brought her back to life, nursed her back to health. And the minute she was on her feet, the minute she could walk out of the hospital, she went to the county jail and she begged them to please let him go. The man who tried to kill her, she said, please, please, please let him go. And it wasn't because she was afraid for her life that he was going to, you know, now, you know, once, you know, she was better come, come after her and kill her. She wasn't afraid for her life. She just loved him or she thought or said, loved him so much she didn't want him to be in jail she wanted him to be free and she felt like well I don't want to be his judge I let God be the judge I just love this man so as I watched all of this I kept thinking I think we've been in an abusive relationship with Trump for the past four years this whole country has just been in an abusive relationship we've been suffering through abuse he's been gaslighting us he's been abusing us and if I don't, we don't have to look at all of the signs of an abusive relationship, but I think if we just look at a couple of them, I'm sure we could probably find some proof, you know, that cites that we have been living through an abusive relationship. And even though now we're out of it, we don't even know how to act because it's been so long since we've been in a decent relationship with a president. So we're just going to play around with some of these ideas about, you know, these, these, these main hallmarks of being in an abusive relationship and just kind of test it to see if we've actually been in one. All right, so first, let's think about some of these verbal insults. So when you're in an abusive relationship, one of the ways you can tell if you're in an abusive, an abusive relationship is that the person you're in the relationship with tries to or always uses a lot of verbal insults. They may not start out that way. They may kind of go slow and kind of ramp their way up. They may not do them in front of everyone initially, but they do begin to ramp up and they do use the verbal insults. And in fact, you might even start to get used to it. You know, you may not even see or tell that they are insulting you because you've heard it so many times. So Chip, when we think about this and we're trying to put, we're trying to put this in the context of us being in a in an abusive relationship with Donald Trump for four years, can you think of any times that maybe he you know, was verbally abusive toward us? Yeah, so I can think of um, when Trump was first running in 2016, um, he had been called a racist and a liar by Jim Acosta, mm-hmm. and Trump responded on Twitter 
by saying Jim Acosta was a fake reporter and a liar. Okay, okay. So he 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 just came on back and was like, okay, no, you're this. And even though we, you know, of course, have proof, and at the time, I'm sure there was proof to kind of back up what was being said by the media. He had to come back with a personal attack, right. a personal attack. Okay, I got you. Hey, can you think of any anything that kind of leads us to thinking about some of these verbal insults that we heard? I feel like he was like giving us like the silent treatment when he was talking like Black Lives Matter, like it I never know. happened. Like he was just like like every day we were doing all these protests and he just act mm-hmm. like it was not happening mm-hmm. or when he did he was like just saying something out of the blue mm-hmm. it was just like like it's just like like playing the silent treatment absolutely absolutely that was that was a, a big one just always um, just some kind of insult I felt like um, a big one was I've done more for black people than anybody else you know yeah. as much as Abraham Lincoln yeah. and it's like I can't even think of one thing you've actually done you know and that's not even mentioning all of the the mean things he said about women over time he's always saying something really negative about women and you hardly ever heard anyone defend it you know women would just take it you know he called women pigs he called women nasty every time a woman would say something that went against him he would find some way to demean them or say something really you know some kind of verbal nasty insult toward women so yeah we heard we heard a lot of those so yeah okay check that off the list boom the second one, humiliation. So that means he would say something to really kind of embarrass you, um, make you feel small, you know, in some kind of way, or even make you feel bad for another person. So someone felt bad for you if you were in a, in a kind of in a, an abusive relationship. So what are some examples of that? Can we think of examples of Trump humiliating people or even us as even us as Americans where we felt humiliated? For um, humiliation, I would definitely say when Trump was saying, when he was calling Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas. Oh, okay, okay. And a lot of um, Trump's followers were also calling her that. Okay, so okay. So I could imagine how that would, you know, make people feel bad for her. Right. And that was definitely making her, like, feel some type of way. And Native people, they were like, what? What are you trying, what are you, what are you trying to say? Obviously, you're, again, showing your racist stripes, but what, what do you really mean by that? For sure, for sure. Hanky, what do you think? What else? Uh, it was really humiliating with the whole world. And, and it is, like, I feel like a lot of people was like, oh, this, he's just a big idiot. But I feel like it was really uh, humiliating when he was walking around t- calling it the Chinese flu and uh, the flu and all that. I feel like that was just, like, really starting something that yeah. really shouldn't have been started or even, like, I thought that was really bad. And it's a bad look on just, just Americans in general. Yeah. Just, like, that was just, that was really bad. Yeah. I hated when he would, when he was putting Russia above us you know when he was saying well vladimir putin wouldn't do it you know he was like constantly putting him ahead of us and we were like wait a minute what about the united states think about what he's done he's this he's that but what about the united states and he would say things like well we're not all that great you know he would like compare us but in a bad light and i felt at the time and still do that it was very humiliating that you're putting us down and you know you're making us look bad and all this time we have really been the you know the light of the world people have used us as a guiding light and here you are just putting us down and you're supposed to be our president and you are the one putting us down so it was very humiliating to me all right next one is a person who does not accept blame so they're doing all kinds of stuff they they are dead wrong in this relationship but they refuse to accept blame so can you think of anything chip that leads us into that 
Um, many times on Twitter, Trump would say that CNN always makes him look very bad. Mm, okay, okay, okay. So he never took blame for, maybe I was wrong. Right. You know, maybe mm-hmm. I said something that really was negative, or maybe what I said was not the right thing to say. And they say, you know, that he sw- they switch out um, clips. He didn't really say these things. Okay, okay. So he was always saying they were trying to trick him, fool him, make him look bad, and he never did anything to them. He all, Everything they did was wrong, and he never did anything wrong. Gotcha. All right. Hey, you, what do you think? Uh, just how he, he, they never really took, like, full blame or not even blame, just, like, just, like, they never took control of COVID. Okay. Like, you know, uh-huh. they never owned it. They never, you know, said, you know, this is something we got to get through. It's just like, it's always been just like avoided. And like, oh, yeah, for sure. I don't know. That's yeah. huge. He never did. He never took blame for COVID. He never yeah. said, I could have done it differently. I could have taken it on differently. I did the wrong thing. He never, he never did. He never did take, take um, any type of blame for it. Even when we talked about... Um, even when he said, you know, drink the bleach, he was like, I was just joking. But he wasn't joking. You mm-hmm. can look back at the clips. He was dead serious, but he wouldn't take the blame for it. He's like, no, that's not that's not what I meant. No, that's not what I meant. And even when you think about relationships, at least for me, when I think about that, or even, you know, I've seen it, you know, maybe even experienced a little bit of it when a person is lying or, you know, maybe cheating, you know, you ask them, they're like, no, I didn't do it. You know, so it's like the same kind of thing, this constant, like, what they call gaslighting where you're kind of manipulating the situation and that's what we see with that not accepting blame just constantly trying to change and manipulate it and make you think you're crazy and that you're seeing and doing things to them when they're really trying to do and say things do and say things that are not right to you last one we would be examples of unpredictable mood swings what do you think chip for mood swings i would say when trump was saying that fox fox uh when Trump was saying that Fox TV was mm-hmm. horrible, he hated it, he could not stand it. Mm-hmm. But later, he was saying that it's the best, nobody mm-hmm. can beat it, it's mm-hmm. better than CNN. Mm-hmm. And right when he said that, Fox started paying more attention to him and making him seem amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. What do you think, Hanky? Uh, I feel like it's a, it's a different mood swing or like a different attitude when you just wake up and get on the toilet at 6 in the morning and start tweeting rather than when you're actually in somebody's face. I feel like it's ah, a different tone. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I feel like it was. it's real easy just to wake up in the morning and get on Twitter. So. Okay, I got you. And I think he did have the mood swings, but I think they were, after a while, they began to be a little bit more predictable because what they started to notice was when he was alone at night, it was almost like he was lonely. And when he was at home alone and lonely, that's when you started seeing him fire out all those tweets. Mm -hmm. You know, he'd be going crazy with it. Or if you knew that there was something negative out, you know, they kind of started to predict that he was going to be watching the news and he was going to be getting really mad and inflamed about it. And then he would be firing out tweets. So at first, before they figured out his pattern, which is kind of the same in a lot of relationships, you know, they couldn't predict all this very moody behavior, but after they started to pay attention, then it became a little bit more predictable. And yeah, he did have mood swings, but they were able to predict them a little bit, but he would just completely, I guess, double down and they kept getting worse. The mood swings kept getting worse and worse and worse and worse, mm. you know? So I think it's important. I mean, it's, it's interesting to me that we can apply this 
to a whole body of people. You know, I don't know that we've ever actually experienced being as American people being in a bad relationship or an abusive relationship, but we certainly have lived through one over the past four years. And with that, we'll be black next week. Peace.